live. We're live. live Thank you pal. all so much. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is Loser Louise Wrestling, the weekly wrestle, volume weekly 12. Wrestling. Volume 12. 12. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, this is uh, also Louis, Louis Wrestling. I already mentioned. My name is Red. <laughs> and, uh, no, I was about to say Hammer. I was about to say Gear Tooth. And I was just like, this is a different show. You can uh, be Gear Tooth is- all the time. No, I'm only Gear Tooth when I'm in a BattleBots head. But, like, but think about if your name was Gear Tooth, Red Jefferson, and my name was Roy Hammer, there's, there's some. Oh, some that's actually interesting. There. interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, well, my name is Gear Tooth, Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Uh, how you doing, Roy? I'm good. You know, I was thinking about it. We don't do it as much anymore, but you know how like every time we go live, we say, oh, we're live, pal. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. Do you, sure. that always makes me think, obviously, about that Sid clip where JR says, we're live, pal. Do you have like a favorite like wrestling blooper that like sticks out to you that you always like go back to? Like if someone's like, show me when a wrestler screws up, like what do you show them? Oh, um, we're live, pal is a really great yeah. one. Uh uh, mean Gene Oakland's fuck it <laughs> yeah, yeah. is is definitely I think it feels fake honestly <laughs> yeah. feels a little put yeah. on um there's a few uh, or or uh one of what my favorite one is Sid Vicious saying like I'm half the man that you are half the man that you are but I'm half the smarts as you I, I like, have I half the brain that you do the brain that you do <laughs> yeah. uh it was pretty uh have you uh ever seen the one with mean gene where um he tells like it's rick flair rick flair celebrating the royal rumble win in 1992 and it's very quick and it's very brief but he's like rick flair you know how do you feel about the win and then i guess someone lit a cigarette behind the camera and he yells put that cigarette out (laughs) (laughs) very good love that stuff hey welcome to the show everyone hey we're here the show um we have a lot of things to cover today yeah, we're going to we cover some news. We're we going to cover some rampage. We're going to have some fun little segments in between. But I did want to talk about a few things real off the bat. Some people that said nice things. Who said some nice people things? That said, well, our good buddy Rock, uh, he comments Rock. on our video. Sometimes Rock's in the chat. Sometimes Rock's not in the chat. But we, he, he said some nice comments. He That's was nice. very impressed by Vincent Kennedy McMahon appearing on the show last <laughs> week, which was pretty interesting. Um, actually, I think we had another call-in person. We had, we had someone call in. Uh, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, they seem pretty angry. Let's see what they have to say. Who's um, this? Right, well, let, let's hear it. Let's hear it for the first time. Hey, Wolverine's wrestling. This is Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara? Maybe you know about me. I heard a little birdie tell me that you guys will make a fun game your podcast. And I'm going to tell you, you guys can take a hike with that. Making me sound like an asshole or something. Wow, that's. Listen up. You better be careful what you say about me. Because I'm loco. I'm loco crazy. I don't come out. I, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. I got a screw Oh, wow. I don't even want to go into it. It goes Whoa. on for a while. But uh, Sammy Guevara is pissed off about us last week. Yeah. So... It's Sammy Guevara sounds a lot like um, Ferris Bueller's best friend's uh, impression of. His dad. Sure, sure. Or the Cowardly Lion. Or the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> but Sammy Guevara. Chica Marks is in the chat. Sammy, wow. I know it's a big deal. Thank you all so much. Sound off in the chat. Give it up for Chica Marks. Chica Marks, great, great uh, member of the LLW universe. Yeah. You know, um, it's good to know that Sammy's out there listening. Hopefully he can take some advice and, you know, be a better good guy. Yes. And we also got some nice comments from our new uh, new friend, Moe's. 
We got Moe's. Moe's uh, Mo's wants me to blade on the show, and it might what? happen. Moe's wants me to blade on the show, and maybe it's going to happen. Maybe I'm going to get a little. We're going to have to put flick. warnings on this thing. We can't monetize this if you keep saying things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we had uh, someone, uh, we got a good correction. We have Louie. Louis commented when we were talking about Penta and what Penta said when he changed character. It's Penta Oscuro, which means Penta Dark. Oh. So that's what he said, Penta Oscuro. I love uh, it. Very good. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's, so I just wanted to make sure to cover some just things from the LLW universe that Fantastic. are helping us out. Helping us out. Uh, boy, boy, uh, what, what do you have first on the agenda, Roy? Uh, we're going to talk about Rampage. Uh, the, Rampage. The, first, the first is always about Rampage. Um for I guess yeah I mean like I, traditionally you know we go through the show but you know we're trying to cut we're trying to cut down so what cut, were your what fat. were your highlights what were your highlights of Rampage highlights for me definitely uh if anyone watched Rampage yesterday Layla Hirsch Chris Statlander yes promo yes uh was really good Layla Hirsch uh this is the best Layla Hirsch has ever been yeah keep her in backstage segments while she gets comfortable but by Chris Statlander looked like a piece of shit. She, she made this one comment because like Layla Hirsch was talking about the fact she's just like, do you know how hard my life's been? I had a like I was trying to get adopted yeah. in Russia. And then, yeah. then Chris Statlander just says something like, she's just like, yeah, if you acted the way you do now, no wonder your parents got rid of you. <laughs> That's is this a double turn or is this just bad? <laughs> I wanted to root for Layla after this. Yeah. Chris Statlander seemed like a piece of shit. <laughs> But you liked this. You you thought this was. Good I thought too. this was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was really good. I I appreciate the storytelling. I like it, and I liked that segment that they did with the chair last week. I liked that too. I thought that was good. Also, Layla laid it in in that yeah. segment, and it was needed. Keep it, it going. We have yeah. some comments in the chat. Tony, boom! Welcome, Tony. Uh, then we got Chica Mark saying, "I have to head out, but looking forward to the recording. Don't blade without me. We're not." <laughs> it's All right. Tough. Well, I guess we'll have to wait another week. We have to stop <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> We're gonna get cut. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, there was that. Another highlight for me. Not a highlight, but it's a better use. Um, Danhausen. Oh, that's um, one of my highlights too. Honestly, if this is what they're going to do with Danhausen, have him be a, a, cre- a gremlin underneath the ring. I like it. Well, yeah. if this is the way to use him. Make him this mystical guy that kind of just. Pops out of places. You liked it as well. This is much I, better than the valet. There are so many things that I liked about this in the sense that, yeah, okay, he comes out from under the ring. That's fine. Whatever. It's all good. But what I liked is that, yes, he came out from under the ring, did his little shtick, and literally waved at the audience and left. He yeah. shouldn't be associated with the best friends. Or I like that he calls them the good friends. I think that's very funny. Um, and I, especially he shouldn't be associated with a loss right now. Like he shouldn't be associated with a beatdown, a loss, any of that. He does his thing. He tries to help. When it doesn't work, he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. And 100%. he should be. He shouldn't just be doing that for best friends matches. He should be there all the time. He should just constantly be cursing people and popping out in places you don't expect. Yeah. And for him to be, that would be a fun time. I think he that's should great. be. You know, I keep pitching the butcher and the blade as the APA who accept cryptocurrency. He should be accepting cryptocurrency as a distraction. He's always under the ring for different matches. Like, he's oh, this, <laughs> he's all about money, though. Doesn't he actively always talk about how he will give me? He all does want to get money. He does want to go. Give me all the the Dogecoin. I don't know. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting take. I also had an interesting take on Rampage. Watching Hook, right? Mm. Watching Hook. You know who needs to watch Hook because Hook is doing it better than them right now. Who? Wardlow. Wardlow needs to watch Hook and see how to get over. 
don't taunt to the crowd. Just be fucking cool. Yeah. Just do your thing. Be cool. Walk in and out. People like seeing ass kickers. They don't like seeing ass kickers that want people to see them as ass kickers. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Right. I, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I was thinking about it in that hook match. I know we had talked about his punches um, a couple weeks on. ago, but I'm starting to like him too. No, no. Like it, it, he's just gotten better at him. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. like those, but now those punches are connecting those forearms to the face, those cross arms. Yeah. Really nasty looking. Mm-hmm. Like he was laying them in there. I have um, to assume that this is leading to, cause he's never wrestled on dynamite. He's only wrestled on rampage. He's only taped. He's only wrestled on taped shows. So he's never had a live match. I think, no, that might not be true, not but either way. Um, I think a live live rampage, maybe. Yeah. I think the one live rampage that they've done, I think uh, this is leading to him versus QT as his first ever dynamite match. Honestly, this may be me. uh, I I like the idea of them keeping him on rampage. Like it gives Mm -hmm. me a reason to watch rampage. It makes me excited about rampage. Let's have some people just kind of on one show or the other. Oh, Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention very big, very big news on the hotline. Yeah. It's pretty interesting stuff. You better check out the hotline. You it's a free it number. The LLW hotline, 201-574-7222. Uh, one more time, 201-574-7222. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the hotline news? Or have you gotten I didn't. I blew it. I'm going to. No, it's okay, because one of what, it's really informative. I had no idea. Um, Tony writes, give me Danhausen versus MJF one day. One day, Tony, but one not day. tomorrow. Not soon, no, right? No, Let's no, not do no, that. No, no, no. Let's not Keep give Dan House an, an immediate loss. Yeah. Uh, and also, it'd be weird separate. without a buildup. Lamalad, Hook on Rampage instantly makes it a great show. Dude is a star. You're damn right, Lamalad. Thank you so much for joining. Lamalad in the house. Lama Lad. Um, but yeah, it makes Rampage a more exciting show. The fact that yeah. he's a, a Rampage exclusive. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah. All right. That's fair. I want things to look forward to on this yeah, show. Of course. Of uh, course. And another thing I thought of, what, what did you like from uh, Rampage? I, Sorry, I didn't ask you. Look at you me. Know, I, yeah. And I know you probably disagree with me on this, but the work rate of the first match, I really enjoyed. Um, I like the, the Young Bucks are working differently now. And I think it's because based on just pure speculation, I have nothing to back this up whatsoever. I just think Matt Jackson is uh, starting to feel it a little bit more. So he's trying to pick his spots a little bit. I think the younger Jackson Nick is, um, you know, pick up the slack a little bit, but the wrestling smarter. Um, I, I also really like, and this is a small thing that I really, really liked. Okay. So Thunder Rosa runs out and starts beating up Britt Baker. And then here comes, um, I'm forgetting her name right now. Mercedes Martinez and Jimmy Hater. Jamie Hayter and Jamie Hayter comes out first and beats up Thunder Rosa, but then Mercedes Martinez kind of throws her off and they start getting in each other's faces. Just that little like sample, like a little booking, little book, little book, book that there is really, really good because it sets up like obviously Thunder Rosa is going to beat Mercedes Martinez, setting up probably Rosa versus Baker at the pay-per-view. Hopefully there's a title change there. Not that there's anything wrong with Baker's title reign. I just think it's Thunder Rosa's time. Uh, but then that gives Mercedes Martinez, your new signee, your new free agent signee, another feud to go into afterwards rather than just disappearing off the face of the earth. That and that also point. keeps Jamie Hayter warm because she'll probably take down Mercedes Martinez at some point, leading to Hayter versus Baker down the line, giving Baker something to do post losing the title as well. So I like these little things that they're doing that they don't normally do, especially with the women. I'm glad that they're booking Mercedes Martinez better than they book Jay Lethal. 
Uh, like honestly, like yeah. that, like just like what <laughs> yeah. you said, have him bring in. If they're gonna get a loss, make it mean something. It's a disqualification yeah. when she got in, and to set up another match. Yeah, you know, it, it was, there's a lot of. And they're gonna. That's there. gonna be a knockdown drag out on Wednesday. That no DQ match is gonna be something to see. I assume. I think it's yeah. gonna be a brutal match, which like is great, but also it's kind of like man, it'd be great if the there wasn't a brutal match with a lot of blood on last week's dynamite as well. I love blood, but we got to make it special, you know. Yeah, we got to make it special. And one other thing I wanted to mention, Ass Boys, Ass honestly, boys. remind me of a young Edge and Christian. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, they Whoa. they they fight well. They're they're funny when they need to be, but serious when they got to be. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I wanted them to win. I was watching that, and when they got that belt shot, I was just like, oh, the Ass Boys win right now? What a fucking cool-ass thing. What did you think of that, man? I, thought, I, I do think the Ass Boys have become like a very good heel tag team. Which yeah. is pretty incredible. Um, I do think Austin is the superstar, and mm-hmm. Colton is is fine. He's getting there. He's young. Yeah, yeah. I also did you notice that Austin has a giant portrait of John Wayne tattooed on his arm? That's weird. I uh, so just gross. was very distracted by that. Very gross. But I did. I liked. I thought that was a good match. I thought it was like a good tag team match. I found that match to be more entertaining than. Uh, Jurassic Express's previous title yeah. defenses against yeah. like Private Party and whoever else they did. I think it was um, that other tag team. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of that tag team? Um, I, I just lost the acclaimed. The acclaimed, yeah, the acclaimed. The acclaimed. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, moving on. Uh, any other rampage thoughts, Roy? Any other rampage? Uh, next week's show is going to be really good. It looks really good. There's some good matches already booked for it. And the next week's dynamite got thicker too with um, Lee Moriarty and Brian Danielson, which is going to be really, really exciting. Really exciting. Wow. Yeah. Some... Do you want to take a second? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, why I think it's time for the news, right? I think it's time for the news, pal. Woo! Tam, get us with that first pick. Wow, this is the news from February 6th to February 12th. That uh and uh, let's start off hot. Let's start off with some uh, some real good news here. Uh, Keith Lee is yeah. all elite. Yeah. Keith Lee is officially all elite. We found this out on Wednesday uh, and uh, this past Dynamite, uh, released by WB for no reason. The Bearcat was released, and uh, Isaiah Cassidy was his first match in. He was uh, surprised to qualify for the Face of the Revolution uh, match. You're, this is great news, right? This is fantastic news. This is really good news. Um, you know, I, I went, I did the rounds, I did the wrestling journalist rounds post Keith Lee's debut to hear what everybody kind of thought about it. And the consensus seems to be that, uh, he's bigger than he's ever been. So maybe he would benefit from dropping a few LBs, but I thought he looked pretty good no. overall, but I you, think uh, he could drop some weight to speed up his, you know, I think he understood that he even said in a tweet, just like got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you could even see. Right after he caught, I, I think it was Mark Quinn, uh, when he caught him yeah. for that mm-hmm. flip over, mm-hmm. uh, and that he powerbound on the thing, he leans against the thing and he is gassed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just like, he's trying to look cool and he's smart for doing this, just looking like he's relaxed, like kind of like relaxing after good. But he is, dude is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about it, man. This guy's like 360. He's 37 years old, has barely wrestled in the last like a year and a half had COVID that got to his heart. He got, this guy's been through it. So I'm yeah. very, very excited. I hope he's healthy. I hope he can start grinding and just be, have another few years of like, pre, like prime time. hundred percent, hundred percent. Let us know what you think of that. Uh, but one thing that recently happened with him, he married, got married to Maya, uh, Maya Yim, uh, Mia Yim. That's beautiful. And uh, they, uh, they're 
officiant for the wedding was none other than the hardcore legend himself, Mick Foley. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, which is pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. And we all feel happy for that, right, Roy? Would you yeah. want uh, Mick Foley to officiate your wedding? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, would it cause yeah. disruption in the Hammer household. No, I don't think so. I think I think it would be okay. The elder be, hammers would be like totally chill. The elder hammers. I think my the my brothers would be like, whoa, they're jealous. Yeah, Mick Foley's here. Jealous. Are you that'd kidding? Come cool. on. That's pretty cool. Uh, Mia Yim. Oh, by the way, uh, belongs in AEW. Uh, yes. One, and uh, she she was part of the the funniest moment I've ever seen at an indie wrestling show where she was fighting someone in the middle of the ring and it was silent and she was going from one corner to the other and as she was running, someone said, "Go get her, Mia," and she said, "Thank you," and then hit a forearm. <laughs> it was fantastic. I've always thought of that, Mia Yim. That's great. Good. She's great. She's great. We're hoping that she goes there, goes to AW. Honestly, I think they'd be great as a pair, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, next uh, slide there, Tam. Uh, we got uh, Tony Khan forgot what the fitted, forbidden door meant. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> forgot what that term was that he coined and popularized. Uh, he thought it meant anyone he brought in as the forbidden door. But no, it has to be for people that are with another company. From your thing, you're, you specifically said it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, he kind of forgot midway through that that was the issue, uh, that was the case. And so he, uh, uh, when he signed Keith Lee, he's just like, oh, that guy's that forbidden door. Immediately contacts Jay White on Sunday. He's just like, you want to come in? So I'm not a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. Uh, and that's why we have Jay White. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, is, uh, is the Forbidden Door already like dumb? No, I don't think the Forbidden Door is necessarily dumb. You know, what's funny is, again, like doing the rounds and listening to these different shows, you find out that the the term Forbidden Door, that I don't want to say Tony Khan stole it, because I don't know if he necessarily stole it. But um, Japanese legend, superstar, Tanahashi, when talking about fighting Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, had stated in a promo leading up to his match against Chris Jericho two years ago, he was like, I want someone to cross through the forbidden door and fight me. And it was Chris Jericho. So he was the first person to ever say forbidden door. And then he may have been the first person to, to say it, but like, I don't think Chris Jericho wasn't with another company when he made those. He was, things. he was with AEW. He, when he first did the Wrestle Kingdom, he was Wrestle Kingdom first. He was, yeah. So, Kenny Omega and him fought at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. and then AEW started, and then once AEW started, no one crossed over for a period of time, like four months or six months or something. And then Tanahashi cut a promo leading into Wrestle Kingdom saying like, because the whole thing was like the Bucks and Kenny left New Japan and it pissed off New Japan because they were thinking like, oh, you're going to go start a rinky dink promotion that's going to crash and burn and make us look bad. So there was that like heat and hmm. Tanahashi was like, hey, I want to fight Chris Jericho. Cross through the forbidden door, Chris Jericho. And then Tony Khan was like, that sounds good. I'm going to start using Forbidden Door. That's fair. Well, I, let's hope he uses it more appropriately next time. Tony writes, they need to let Jay White talk. He's so good on that mic. Um, uh, well, have you seen Jay White talk a little bit? What are yeah, your thoughts on him? On he, is, he is, is good. Is he an Adam mic. Cole? Um, I would say he's not. I think they could like go back and forth well. Yeah, I think he's a good promo guy. Uh, I think that uh, Jay White looks like if uh, Pac and Adam Cole had a baby, outcome, <laughs> out comes Jay White. Um <laughs> Do you yeah, feel like Adam Cole is like upper echelon? I, well, I didn't want to say. Yeah, yeah I, think he's top, that's... I think he's a top tier talker. Okay. Uh, I definitely yeah, I think, think so he's, up, he's, think up, he's, he's up in that. I don't think he's the best talker, but he's definitely in the people like, oh, I definitely trust. Yeah. Like, like there's so no doubt trust yeah. with that mic. 
Yeah. Um, thank you so much for commenting, Tony. We love those questions love uh, or uh, statements. <laughs> we love statements. Um, love but also something with Tony Khan, uh, contracts are coming up. Finally, they're coming up after he started signing people to three-year deals. They're starting to come up. And uh, he's already said, he's just like, I'm not going to run through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of people are already gone. Yeah. Uh, like, who, uh, who are we, who's gone now? Well, Marco uh, Stunt is gone. Yeah, I don't think he's officially. I think his contract comes. His up contract March. is not going to be renewed. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yes. Who else? What do you got? What's what's no about what like cage? No, no scoops. Oh, no scoops. Yeah. It's just yeah. the fact that like he's he said like I'm going to start cutting the fat. Uh, there's when a lot did he say of, that? He made. A, he didn't say cutting the fat. Yeah. But he's sure. just like uh, he just recently in uh, an interview he was saying the fact that like contracts are coming up and I wanted to keep people throughout COVID so they had a place to work but you know it's not going to be the case next the next up so yeah. and it's understandable uh you can't spend money forever um well that and it, you totally and but also like the indies are are coming back you know people are really like a lot of the these bigger indie promotions uh who run bigger shows are starting to run shows more consistently there's going to be more places for people to work uh and i i think honestly like someone like brian cage right i guess he's the the example i can use he won't be affected. And a lot of these guys who've been on AEW television, their spots in indie promotions and on the indie scene in general shouldn't be affected by like Oni Lorcan coming back and Shane Strickland coming back because these guys have street cred. They have television exposure. So like, I think just by being on AEW television for X amount of years or whatever, that will you know position these people well to continue to make a good living on the indie scene or a living. I don't know if good, I don't know, you know. I'm curious uh, if anyone has any insider info on how the financials of some of these companies are just uh, or just how much these guys are making on not necessarily GCW show, but like uh, like a new what is it, New Jersey oh, Russell Pro uh, or sure. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony says they can let go 15 easy. I think they could let go of a few more than 15, <laughs> um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I hope they keep all the wingmen that, uh, besides Cesar Benini. He could go. Well, come on. That guy's OK. Actually, I think I like him as a person, but as a wrestler, the yeah. thing is, like, that guy needs some reps. He needs some reps. He, he needs some, need reps. some reps. Uh, but uh, I love him as, as physically. Physically, yeah. he looks like Razor Ramon. It's such an interesting thing to think about um, AEW because we forget that we just forget that it's a long term thing. You know, it's it's supposed to be built to be a long term promotion. Like, it's going to be around forever in a way, you know, like I keep thinking of AEW as like, you know, my default stance is like, it's only been around for a few years. So they got to like, really go for it. Like a guy like Cesar Bononi can leave, go to the Indies, work some Indies. I think that would honestly be best. I think that would honestly be best because us seeing his screw ups now hurt him. You know, like that's why, you know, historically WD doesn't put people on TV unless they're ready because you don't want them to look like idiots wrestling. They make them look like idiots as like characters, but wrestling, they don't want them to be doing stupid mistakes that ruin them forever. You know, uh, yeah. wrestling well, yeah, wise, I'm talking about yes, until wise, now. No, but even no, but they don't let them do stupid things in the ring, like, like stupid things in the ring, meaning like, uh, uh, do something they're not capable of doing or do something sure. that they're not uh, trained enough to do. Yeah, they'll make yeah. them do stupid character stuff. No, I'm, I'm just saying NXT 2.0 is full of like wrestlers who don't know how to wrestle. Uh, NXT yet. 2.0 does not count. Uh, okay. All right. Count. That's fair. Uh, Lama Lad says, did y'all see Joey Janelle's comments on his contract coming up in a few months? Uh, is uh, uh, Did you see anything about that? I think I, I he just that. said, I don't know what's going on. I had okay. heard a oh, couple I of I different things. I had heard that 
the intention was to renew his contract. And then Joey Janela also said he has no idea what's going on. So I wouldn't be surprised either way, honestly, if he comes, if he stays or goes. Honestly, I, I think he's someone that they should keep, but well, who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, if Lama Land, if we he miss something, be on television that, more. if we miss something, Lama Lad, let us know. Uh, Tony says Bonini has done uh, has done GCW shows, has done GCW yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, good, that's good. And I guess AEW is not keeping him under lock and key, so we'll see. Uh, moving on to the news. Moving on to the news. Could you hit the next slide, Tam? Uh, Eddie Kingston returning soon. Uh, there's some right. clarity on what his injury was. So he was dealing with shoulder stuff, but apparently he had an orbital uh, eye injury. And uh, apparently on the indies, like if this, he's got this happened before and he just cut himself so that like lets out some pus or some shit and they just keep going. Uh, but yeah, he's yeah. definitely uh, being taken care of now uh, and he's going to be brought back at a more reasonable condition. Uh, but we're excited for this, right? We want to see him versus Jericho. Yeah, definitely. That's so that's you ever see Rocky? Yeah. You know that scene in Rocky? <laughs> cut me, Mick. Cut Wait, me. How does he sound? I forget. Cut me, Mick. Yeah. That sounds like Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. It's it's time. It's time to get him included in this in this feud. I think hopefully he comes back next week and gets involved in that tag match. Yeah. 100%. That sounds good. Honestly, what I was thinking of would be a great follow up feud after Jericho because I think he should win with Jericho. You know what would be good? Who? Hangman. Yeah. yeah. Give him a uh, give him a spot in there and have him just. I, I think he should go for another run. Um, this honestly, is controversial, but you've brought up a really good point, and it's bringing it's get is riling me up. Uh, I think Eddie should beat Hangman, and then MJF should beat Eddie because, yes, you'll get great heat if you beat Hangman, but you'll get molten heat if you beat the working class hero. Eddie Kingston. Does, Jer- does MJF channel. need more heat? Well, it would be interesting, but to, to spin around a little bit, if MJF beat Hangman and then Eddie goes after oh, MJF. God. Yeah. And then you have this yeah. Eddie versus MJF. And MJF's just like, you're a garbage wrestler that looks like shit. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. you've been, like, like, I could just imagine the back and forth yeah. for the title for them. Yeah. And then you have Eddie win. Yeah, you have any win. You have any win. Yeah, because you can honestly put the belt on MJF for like 60 days and then yeah. take it off of him and it wouldn't make a difference. 100%. And then put the title back on him. Take it off of him. Like, yeah. Love it. Uh, uh, Joe writes, let Janela go. Far better that they aren't using. Um, honestly, like if they're not going to use him well, I agree. Uh, but like, uh, I think he's got a lot of legs in him. Uh, like maybe not at the moment. Let him do something in GCW. Either way, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rice, please never give Kingston the title. Yeah. What's your deal? Yeah. Tell, let us know your deal, Joe. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, uh, just please describe why you, you're so anti-Kingston. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm generally curious. Unless you think that he doesn't need the title, which is also a fair statement, because I don't think he needs the title. I don't think I think he's yeah. over without it. Easy. Yeah, definitely. And he yeah. could do a lot of things without it. Um, yeah. But I'm curious as to your take. Um, There's just a story there. There's an amazing, amazing, amazing story. story. There. Amazing yeah. story to be had. Uh, very true, Roy. Very true. Uh, next up, uh, we're going to get the next slide here, Tam. Um, but there's a, I should have switched these, but uh, yeah, uh, Briscoe's have a mention for Tony Khan. Uh, they're saying shit or get off the pot. Uh, apparently <laughs> they're, they're pretty uh, bummed because they've been trying to like get this thing with FTR started. Apparently at a past uh, show, uh, the FTR beat them up and, yeah, uh, and they were trying to get this battle. going. 
get this thing rolling because there is money here. And honestly, the Briscoes in AEW make a lot of sense, and we want to see that. Um, What's causing the holdup? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's I think there's some type of weirdness around. So they are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I think forever and always they're going to stay loyal to Ring of Honor. So when Ring of Honor is running these like essentially super indies, when they come back in April and moving forward, they're running monthly shows. The Briscoes are always going to want to be involved in that shows and are those shows. And I'm sure Tony Khan, if he wants to give them a contract, he's going to want them to be exclusive to AEW, and that's going to be an issue. So I think there's a lot of a give and take back and forth. I could imagine though, right now I'm just going to assume that they FTR and the Briscoes are going to fight each other at this like relaunch of ring of honor show WrestleMania weekend. That's my assumption. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. That'd be a great, that's a great. Yeah. Bet. And I um, think they should win. And they, and I think FTR, sh- FTR, you, you gotta, you, first of all, you're not doing a lot with them right now. They're just no. like a heater tag team. So you should be working out deals with every company in the world and allowing FTR to go there and win every tag team title in the entire world and show yeah. up on your television screen with the Ring of Honor oh, tag titles, Impact great. tag team titles, New Japan, like everywhere. Have Tully pulling a little red wagon filled yes. with their titles. Uh, like remember when Ultima Dragon uh, in WCW won like great. 19 titles? Yes, that should be FTR. Hundred uh, percent. Joe uh, Joe writes in reference to Kingston, uh, not a good wrestler, way overrated on the mic. Uh, I, 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 Joe, we're gonna have to disagree here. The thing is, like, is he a, is he a classic wrestler? Like, I, I think what actually what's great about Eddie Kingston as a wrestler because he does things, he wrestles differently than anyone else in wrestling today because he spent so many years, he's hurt his body, he wrestles like a wrestler from the seventies. You know, yeah. and that's what I kind of like about and it. That's it's just style. Like, it's not crisp. It's not clean. Yeah. It's kind of messy, but it's also very emotional, very hard hitting at times. I, I think and, and overrated on the mic. I just you got to disagree. You got to disagree with that. Joe, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same person. He knows. He knows. I think you're thinking of Sammy Guevara. But yeah, you think, oh, that's fair. Realistically. Oh. <laughs> Be careful. It's Eddie Kingston. Again. Uh, Lama Lad says, it's amazing how Kingston has quickly become one of my favorite wrestlers. He's so real. Exactly. That's where I disagree. Yeah. I don't think he's real. I think he's, Come on. I think he's a little he's a little phony baloney. Uh, yonkers. Uh, Joe writes, way overrated. <laughs> partner. Uh, partner. Uh, then Tony says, I uh, don't know. To me, Brisco- Briscoes are fit for GCW. They are very good in GCW. I don't think they should not be at GCW. No, they should be I everywhere. just think they should be everywhere. I think yeah. they're like a Bruiser Brody tag team. Yeah, they are. They, are. they um, elevate GCW. Uh, I can verify. As seeing a GCW show live, they, they just elevate the entire card. Their matches, their presence, how they wrestle, everything they do is really incredible. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe then writes, uh, he just, in reference to Eddie Kingston, he just yells all the time. In my opinion, very incoherent times. I give him credit for a uh, cred for being unique, but to me it's, eh, I could, uh, that's fine. But I will say though, the yelling all the time. Yes. It's, it's annoying when he's on commentary, <laughs> he's a bad commentator. And honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, annoying when he interrupts people when they're trying to get a point across. Oh, I'm just like, let, let them do thing too so they could build together let it be a team effort he is very he, like when he's on the mic 
totally into business for himself. <laughs> yeah, I love, I just love when he does Jericho. So that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, right let's, now. Ha- like, let's have him interrupt Jericho. I'm let's sure Santana and Ortiz called Eddie Kingston before Wednesday and they're like, we got this promo with Jericho in the ring. Like, what do you think? And he's like, when Jericho tries to get the last line in, look at the camera and make fun of him. That's going to go over really well. Do that. Dog. Uh, but if you want to hear more about wrestlers and how they train and get better, check out the hotline. Really interesting news about how yeah. the Young Bucks trained. Really oh, interesting news about the Young Bucks history. Uh, John Buson says, them boys. John Buson, the crowd. Bless you. He writes, Kingston uh, has what can't be taught. It's about connection. That's true. True. There's definitely, true. there's just something, a unique quality to him. And I get if he's not your cup of tea, but he's definitely... Like you watch what he does. Like you can't, like he's not someone you skip their stuff. You don't know what he's going to do next. I've said this before on the show and we've talked about it and I stole it from somewhere else. So I can't take credit for this, but like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, but Eddie Kingston is what is part of redefining masculinity for professional wrestling fans. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be tough, but real and emotional. Like, it's just, yeah, he's connected. It's, I'm uh, done. I'm out of here. But, but Joe, Joe writes, that's the point. Doesn't seem like he works with talent all about himself. I will say the best wrestlers ever are selfish. Do you think Stone Cold was thinking about his opponent, how they look after the match? No, he's about like, I got to be Stone Cold. Oh, the Stone Cold guy. As long as he gets shit make you look like a piece of shit. You would listen to it's Jeff Jarrett. Like the best wrestlers, most popular wrestlers, they think about them putting themselves over first. Uh, and then I'm not, well, it's a dance. It's a dance. It's a dance, but it's definitely, you have to be selfish sometimes. That's yeah. why hook is doing better than Wardlow. That's why hook mm. is better because hook knows how to be selfish, but also knows how to like do the right thing for himself because he's being selfish. Wardlow fucking sells like a knee. Like it gets kicked once in the knees. Just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be selfish. Well, he's also like hook is, is, is connecting and being selfish. Cause Taz taught him how to be selfish. Taz taught him how to be selfish. pretty selfish wrestler in a good oh, way, in a good way, in a, a really good way. good way. Yeah. Bless, yeah. bless them both. Um, moving on. We got to get out of here uh, because very big news. Next slide there, Tam. Nick Gage is all game changing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> big news. Big news, Nick Gage has signed an exclusive deal with GCW Wrestling. And when I first read this, I was I was just like, yeah, they want to take him off the market. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I was curious as to what the purpose was. But then, uh, uh, what's his name? Brett Lauderdale actually gave a really sweet, it was a really honest to goodness good thing. Uh, Brett Lauderdale uh, signed him to a contract so that Nick Gage could be more comfortable, you know, not have to wrestle so yeah. often. He's like the face of GCW and he wants to make him make sure he's taken care of. And I thought that was really noble. And honestly, good, good for Nick Gage. He's worked hard. He's definitely worked hard. Yeah. Uh, whether I care about his wrestling right now or not is whatever, but he definitely has worked hard. And this is a nice thing for him. Right, Roy? A hundred percent. He deserves it. He is, he, yeah, he's the face of GCW. He always has been. He yeah, he's just been there from the very beginning. I mean, Brett Lauderdale opened this promotion and visited him in jail. And he said, hey, I'm starting this promotion. And when you get out, you're it. It's happening. I mean, they literally have a tournament every year called the Nick Gage Invitational. Like it exists because of him. So, yeah, it's nice to see this dude take care of his dude. It's really positive. And I actually I heard the news actually just recently that he's uh, going to be inducted into the GCW Hall <laughs> of Fame. 
which is really exciting. You're such uh, an asshole. But no, I know because like because like he deserves it. He really deserves <laughs> it. Where people deserve something, they get it. They should get it. Uh, very very interesting point, Red. Uh, Joe writes, "Hook is God." Hook is God. Can't dispute that there. Can't dispute just, that there. I just, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to get my point across to you, to you. I'm going to get you to agree with me that the independent wrestling hall of fame is valid. I wasn't even talking about the hall of fame. I'm talking about the GCW <laughs> oh, hall of fame. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they don't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We got Tony in the chat. Uh, Tony says, Nick Gage is the last of the original Deathmatch guys. He really is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the original Deathmatch guys are already dead. That's what he's saying. No, but like I'm saying, that, uh, I meant like uh, there's a generation before him with Deathmatch wrestling. Like Abdullah the Butcher is one of the original <laughs> Deathmatch yeah. wrestlers. All right. uh, Nick Gage is uh, like a uh, 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 second generation. Jeff Jarrett over there? Jeff Is that the last real outlaw? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I can't got, see. Uh, Llama Lads is not really into death matches, but I love Nick Gage. Yeah. Good. Good. That's good. I'm if if you're ever feeling down, if you're ever having a tough day, you just go and watch some of Nick Gage's cameos. They're the best. Sure. Him Very like correct. hyping People's up lives with a rusty nail. <laughs> All he does is hype up three-year-olds to go potty train. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Weird. It's the best. Joe Redlitz writes, uh, all Hall of Fames not based on audience vote are BS. Uh, I, 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 well, not, I don't know if I agree audience vote. I prefer Cauliflower Hourly, where it's a, a group of, of wrestlers that have been inducted that then get to vote. Uh, that you're a member of the Cauliflower Hourly. That is the one. That is the um, one. And well, I'll well. take the audience-based uh, PWI one as well. Um, well, but, that's uh, uh, the, the, wrestling, uh, the Wrestling Observer does like an audience base like that's subscriber the yeah that's that yeah, and that's that's pretty legit and then all really other legit. ones are cute uh and uh that's what we'll leave it off uh we gotta move on we gotta move on and you mentioned them just a second ago which we're is gonna very- do I, uh, breaking news breaking news we're gonna do a uh, a thursday night special show after talking bots where all i do is try to convince you that the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame is legitimate and important. Oh, very interesting you bring up Talking Bots. That's every Thursday right after uh, BattleBots. Big time. Uh, where Gear Tooth Red Jefferson talks bots. Uh, but you shouldn't just wait for us there. You should call the hotline. Call the hotline. 201-574-7222. It's big news this week. Big news. Big freaking news. Uh, yes, peers too, I guess. But ones like WWE's are total BS. Agreed. Yeah, WWE's Hall of Fame is BS as most are. Uh, but you mentioned him a moment ago, Roy, about the last outlaw. Yeah. King of the death match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, next slide there. Tim. Jeff Jarrett is the official ambassador for NWA Crockett cup. It's starting Roy. It's starting. It's starting. Here we go. The Conrad Jeff Jarrett takeover. The NWA is all foot and yeah. we're going to watch it. Uh, is it, does this mean anything? <laughs> Does this mean absolutely uh, anything? I, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it does. I was watching uh, NWA like USA or something, like NWA Power USA or something, because I was curious because it's like that lightweight show. This is a quick aside, uh, and I highly recommend everyone go out of the way and uh, watch it. Um, and uh, Raven was a guest commentator on this show, and it was like, you know that guy, Joe, whatever, like the like nerdy white guy who does all the commentary for NWA? Mm, kind of. Sure. It was him. It was a former TNA uh, women's wrestler whose name I can't remember right now. And Raven in the middle. 
And the guy like is like, oh, Raven, how does it feel to be here? And people are clapping and cheering. And he just goes, eh, these people smell. <laughs> That's all he said. I nailed him. <laughs> so go out of your way to watch that. It's really weird. Raven's commentary is really weird. That's uh, Actually, that sounds great. Uh, Lamalette has a really interesting comment here. Can we get an LLW Hall of Fame? Honestly, I think that's what we should rename the championship. We yeah. have people induct them in the Hall of Fame that week. And like some people are the, a five-time inducted Hall of Fame. <laughs> The LLW Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame sounds Honestly, good. Honestly, I think that's really good. Oh, sure, add whatever you want in there. Independent <laughs> wrestling, let's make it as cute as possible. Let's make it as widespread as possible. Let's make it a big net. A big yeah, net. Big, to capture net. everyone. Yeah, the uh, fattest, biggest net. You know what they should do? They should make a Hall of Fame for everyone. Like, just a Hall of Fame where we put everyone in. You know what we should do? Take a roster, call it Hall of Fame Wrestling Association, and just have everyone in it. <laughs> Don't close your lid on me. Don't close your lid on me. <laughs> Crash. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk Moving, about it. Next slide there, Tam. Uh, we had to talk about WWE. Usually we start off with a lot of WWE news. WWE news is light this week. Yeah, it's light. But we do have Shane McMahon is still working for WWE. Hmm. He's not. Well, he's not. I'm fired. outraged. When they <laughs> said he was fired, he should be fired. God you don't damn think, it. You think that he should have been picked up by uh, Tony Khan? <laughs> no. No. You don't think he should be picked up? You like this yeah. picture of him? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't been pulled up yet. It's pretty good. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's still with WB. He's doing their international <laughs> stuff. Uh, and so he's still a part of the uh, a part of the, the world, the company yeah. world. Yeah. Um, but you don't see him ever jumping ship to a different company. No, no, no. And, and Triple H and him hate each other. So I, I don't know if they hate each other. Who knows? But they're, they, it's, my only feeling is they should go start their own promotion. You know, Triple H and Shane McMahon present. They hate each other with a passion. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. the reason why Shane left in the first place is because of Triple H. I thought I thought he got passed over for Stephanie. He got passed over for Stephanie and Triple H, and he's always been very resentful of yeah. both of them. But he and loves Triple Stephanie. H, they have a good and, relationship. And Triple H, uh, and apparently Shane was very upset when they first started dating. Uh, because he's just like, no, you don't date a wrestler like that. Like that was already right. made known. Yeah. Um, but we have some comments here. Tony suggests the light tube awards. Very good name. I'm not That's mad fine. at it. That's, That's really fine. good. That's um, really good. and Joe says, I would pay for a really intense hardcore wrestler to shame my kids and to potty training. Not sure who though. Um, Nick Gage is available. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And he, he just says stuff like, Hey, little kid, don't take shit. Go shit on the potty. He says stuff like that. It's great. Get Jim Cornette to do it. Like, what are you doing, you little shit? Why are you being a little shit on the toilet? You're making yourself look like a goddamn fool. Paint a pliss. Whatever it says. I uh, I fell asleep the other night watching um, on YouTube. I fell asleep watching a Smoky Mountain show because they have every Smoky Mountain show ever is on YouTube. You just got to find them. And then I woke up to like a video version of one of Jim Cornette's podcasts and they were talking about Stephanie McMahon and I was very confused and I was so disoriented. My dog was pawing at my face. It was too much. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, That's a lot of That's stimuli. Lot. Yeah. Not fair. Um, but uh, some other news, if you could hit that next slide there, Tam. NXT is using new production technique. This is actually very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about this? I did hear about that. I'm curious to see, hear your thoughts on it. So they're going to, they, they've already started doing it at some NXT tapings. They had a cameraman, a camera person, inside the ring mm -hmm. while the match was going on. Um, and so I just thought that was very interesting. 
that they're doing something like that. I, uh, I do hate it. <laughs> I, I, I do hate it very much. Um, mostly because uh, like the thing is like, it's no longer a show for the crowd. Right. They've totally taken away the show for the crowd aspect. And I, I like, why would I ever want to go to a WWE show ever again? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts Especially on Especially at NXT show. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, do you remember, uh, did you ever watch any of the XFL, like the original XFL? Do you remember that the cameraman that was like, on the field during plays. This is what this reminds me of. Like, oh, this is going to be innovative. And the guy that like the he runs into wore, the huddle. Yeah. He like wore a big helmet and he just was like, uh, it just, it constantly in harm's way. It kind of feels that way again. Like they're trying to do something different. That sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it sucks. I haven't seen it. So I, I, I'm going to reserve full judgment until I see it. But uh, my first piece of judgment is that it sucks. So uh, I guess we'll find out. I, and I think speaking to your point about the audience, I think just WWE hates all of their audiences. They just they hate everybody. Like even the, the, the live crowd is audience. a nuisance. They cover them up with yeah. noise. You know, they, they, they control every aspect of their viewing and they don't even care what you see when you're there anymore. They right? don't need your cheers. They yeah. don't need your cheers. They don't need your reaction. You are literally a background, a backdrop. Yeah, the, the, the NXT 2.0 audience, you would think, has to be the most diehard of diehard WWE fans because they're sitting through that product. But even that audience, like when Walter changed his name to Gunther, he came out for his first match and the crowd chanted Walter at him. <laughs> like, no one's really on board. So, like, I guess they're like, well, fuck it. If the audience doesn't really care. Then we won't care about them and we'll just stick a camera in the middle of the ring. Yeah, it's really so. unfortunate because I actually, I remember going to uh, WWE shows in the early 2000, yeah. like 2006 to seven, we went to a couple and there were fun times just because yeah. like, they, I felt like I cared a little bit more, but who knows? Uh, Joe writes uh, in terms of the cameos, Vince would be good. We all know how he feels about sneezing. Would love his thoughts on the potty. Hey pal, is, uh, is money take uh, shit or, or you're fired? You're fired. Very fun, <laughs> very fun stuff. Uh, does NXT have any direction anymore? Does, it seems like a haphazard moves. No logic or direction. Um, NXT is a training ground more so than ever yeah. now, right? It's just, right. that's what it is. So they just they're figuring it out as they go. Yeah. They're figuring there out was an interview. Go. I don't know if this is in your news, uh, but Kyle O'Reilly was on uh, Renee uh, Paquette's podcast. Is this in your, uh -huh. are, you, are you referencing this at all? Uh -huh. No, okay. Kyle O'Reilly has never been in my news. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I thought maybe. It would no, I'm, be. Joking. Um, I'm joking. I'm being mean to him. He basically says like, I could have stayed with the WWE, but I recognize that I didn't want to become a trainer. Like they would have probably given me a spot on television, but ultimately I was just going to be there to be a trainer and to like help young guys become better wrestlers. And I still have a lot of gas in the tank and I want to go wrestle. He's young. He's what, 34, 33. Yeah. Like He's Adam Cole's age. Yeah. Whatever Adam Cole is, but yeah, very good point. Very interesting. I did not have that in my news. I, I have very little uh, uh, interviews in my news. Yeah. Uh, I like the hard facts, the hard facts, hard facts. Uh, yeah. Lama lad says, uh, why would I ever go to a WWE show again? I've been thinking that for years, red. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's uh, because, yeah. like, it's like, uh, there's people I want to see there. Yeah. You know, there's people that I like in WWE that like, I just don't trust. I'm going to have a fun time. It, uh, I went to a show two, three years ago. I went to a raw. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You and it that. was, and you went to a raw, not you, but you enjoyed it. You were right. Well, up I front. was sitting front row. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't I too far back. 
I went, I went like two years after you did when they had the pausing during commercial break. Terrible. When they had a match and when they went to commercial break, they took a breather. They just literally stopped. <laughs> they literally stopped, turned out the lights, and then they went to their corners and just waited. I can't, is that true? So I never yeah. knew that that was the situation. They it just was that bad. waited. And I then it was when just the, like a rest hold. No, no. They stopped the match completely and they restarted. It, and, and I'm just like, do you even care? I was with people that weren't wrestling fans that were like, I hyped them up to go to wrestling shows. Like, oh, it's kind of weird on TV, but like, it's real great live. You, it's just the energy. It's like a football, anything yeah. you go to live. And I went there and just like, man, was I deflated. Yeah. Deflated. Well, the other um, thing too, and like, I, you know, we grew up, you know, you grew up watching Royal Rumbles, you grew up watching WrestleMania is the spectacle. It's so fantastic. What really burst my bubble was when we went to a Royal Rumble and a WrestleMania and they were both bogus. Like it wasn't fun. We were so far away and so none of the wrestling away. was that good. And the, the, you know, nobody super cares. Like, no, the audience that far away also doesn't care. And you just kind of, you spent, you still spent $70 to sit in the last row of the Alamo dome in San Antonio. It was cool. To, and, uh, you do it for the energy and the audience, but even the yeah. energy was dead. The energy was dead. The energy was dead because everyone's deflated and they don't care. Uh, John Buseman writes, no wonder they won't hire wrestlers anymore. Just train people up from nothing and teach them to fit in the puzzle place. Yeah. Oh, puzzle piece. Uh, I thought the puzzle place. You remember the puzzle place? The no. puzzle place? The puzzle place? <laughs> We're going to the puzzle place. Puzzle. And the peace police are on the beat. Um, Joe writes, uh, they turned out the lights. Good God, way to kill a crowd. Surprised they didn't boo them out of the building when TV came back. I remember specifically it was uh, Cesaro versus The Miz. Uh-huh. And I remember Cesaro just being so frustrated. Yeah. Just being so disheartened. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we got to keep going. We got to keep, keep going. getting out of keep here. Um, exactly. Oh, and also uh, NXT's record low viewership down to 400,000. Uh, well, they were on sci-fi. Low. They were on sci-fi. Yeah, they were on sci-fi. Uh, next uh, slide there, Tam. Uh, WWE is now exploring the metaverse, according to Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon said in a recent thing that they're looking for any ways to connect and interact with their fans. Uh, and Roy, when are we getting on the metaverse and why aren't we there yet? I got to kind of understand what the metaverse is first but we're gonna make uh it's right here edition. i have a picture of the metaverse right here oh, i'm waiting Stephanie for it. Man in the, the metaverse <laughs> llw nfts coming soon yeah oh well honestly i just want to get it <laughs> anytime you use video game content i i'm all for it she's lost her feet <laughs> she's lost her feet <laughs> She just absorbed right into the mat. Stephanie McMahon in the metaverse. This is her talking to the fans in a match. Um, uh, Joe writes, WWE is a pre-K show now. Very good point. But like, what is the metaverse going to look like? I'm still trying to figure out the metaverse, but the idea of wrestling in the metaverse, I think we have to get on that. I think we we do. I think we have to spearhead this. If Chris Warner ever gets back to me. (laughs) He said he was going to call you this week. Oh, did he? (laughs) <laughs> didn't respond to a text. He was like, he, he said to me, he's like, I take it you talked to Red recently. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he asked me about NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that here. We'll get canceled. <laughs> we can't let them know I said that. Can't let them know. Uh, but uh, be on the lookout for NFTs. Uh, moving on. We had to get out of here. Um, we got a next slide there, Tam. Sad news. Sad news. Yeah. AWA women's champion Candy Devine uh, passes away at 63 years old. Um, uh, she had feuds with Sensational Sherry and Medusa. Um, very popular 
in her time. I wasn't terribly familiar. How familiar? Do you have any familiarity? Uh, I only know her from knowing the little that I know about like the AWA women's division. Like I've seen her wrestle Sherry Martell because I've been looking for Sherry Martell matches. Uh, I wish I knew more. Um, but yeah, RIP. Right. Yeah, she was going I, through she, some hard times. She was yeah. had a lot of falls recently. Uh, she had suffered from a collapsed lung and Ooh. seizures, and she died in hospice at 63 years old. Hey, thoughts oh, and wait. thoughts and well wishes to uh, Candy the and uh, yeah. the Divine family. Uh, blessings to them. Um, any any uh, additional thoughts on? Should we watch anything? Anything you watched recently that we should watch with Candy Divine? I the think we should. Sherry? Yeah, go 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 on YouTube and try to find a sensational Sherry Candy Divine match. I was finding those just for sensational Sherry, but Candy Divine, you know, held yeah, up. Let's, her let's the all bargain. take a closer look at Candy Divine yeah. um, because women's wrestlers in that time frame are often overlooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overlooked. Uh, moving on, we got our next slide here, Tam. The Rock is uh, walking back some comments recently uh, after Joe Rogan got in some trouble for uh, false information about COVID, uh, but like kind of just saying some things, not like having people on that bring on misinformation. Mm-hmm, He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm just a person that's bringing on people and I'm asking questions, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's, uh, but Rock came to his defense, just being like, it's just a podcast. He's just talking to people and he does have to be more, more responsible, something like that, blah, blah, blah. But then he's walking it back after Joe Rogan's recent racial slurs uh, <laughs> comments. And he's just like, did not hear that when I took back my, <laughs> I apologize to anyone for saying that. And actually I have a picture of uh, the rock with Joe Rogan right here um, <laughs> defending him. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, how long before people dig up old rockisms and put that in a compilation? Did rock, I mean, you know, the thing that's like really challenging is that like, we overlook a lot of what people said um, <laughs> um, about women and how women were talked about and talked down to during the Attitude Era. And The Rock was right at the forefront of disrespecting women. <laughs> disrespecting women? Uh, uh, homophobic, transphobic, uh, racist. Oh, like, oh, he went on a tear. Yeah. And there's clips <laughs> of him talking to Kelly, uh, Kevin Kelly. Oh. Uh, him talking about yeah. China, uh, oh. him talking like there's some fuck China. Up. Hey, <laughs> cha- oh, I don't want to do the Trump. Yeah, voice right, good point. Uh, good point. But um, yeah, so we'll wait until that that compilation comes out because it's gonna be a doozy. Uh, uh, Tam says, Tam's in the chat. Is the title of this show inspired by Rock leaving wrestling? Uh, you call <laughs> like him a loser. Be careful <laughs> you say that too, Tam. He'll beat you up. Uh, I'll beat this all up. Tam coming uh, in hot. Coming in hot, Tam. Joe writes, please keep cancel culture away from The Rock. National treasure right there. Um, Rock needs to get checked. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Can- uh, cancel uh, cancel culture, uh, first thing, is uh, uh, an amorphous term. I don't know if I... Uh, but either way, uh, everyone needs to get checked. And everyone shall atone. <laughs> yeah, The Rock... I think The Rock's a weirdo, honestly. I'm like a little anti-Rock these days. Uh, there's only room in my heart for one wrestler turned very successful actor. And right now it's Batista and will be for a really long time. I think John Cena's doing a fine job. He's doing whatever. But Batista... That's the national treasure right there. Yeah. Oh, guy, Batista, uh, uh, Batista is the rock dogs. that we deserve. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, uh, Joe writes, um, plus his comments were as the rock, the character, not the man. Uh, Roy, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, that only goes so far. That only yeah. goes so far. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, check out his comments to John Cena in 2013 
Um, he didn't slow down, you know, like he didn't like there's some rough stuff there too. Yeah, I mean, fruity, fruity pebbles, all that no, stuff. No, no, there was like a few comments that are I'll I'll tell you after the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Um, but John Buseman says, How we talked about the Rock's propaganda machine. Yeah, and also he's a part of the he's a part of the deep deep state. Rock is deep yeah. state. The yeah. rock is if there is an Illuminati, rock's in it. Um, we got some other talk here. How many presidents does NBC need to make? <laughs> uh, Joe says Peacemaker is great finale this week. Also, John, uh, John Cena, uh, did you see his apology a while ago to the Chinese government? Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Batista is the one we all love. I think it's cool how rich, successful men always stick up for each other. Yeah, The Rock with Joe Rogan and such. Yeah. Um, bulky dudes got to say no, he's he walked that back rock walked that back once that came back but we'll see we love batista we're pro batista let's yeah. see batista uh become president that's what i want he's just too smart to run for president <laughs> that's where he uh, exited the second time he just did this to the crowd very funny um moving on we gotta hit the next uh slide there tam um this one is Another political office talk. Uh-oh, here we uh, go. The great Kali, ever heard of him? <laughs> he has joined the political party of uh, uh, India Prime Minister uh, uh, Modi, uh, Prime Minister Modi of India, his party. It's a nationalist party, um, and there's talk about how it didn't handle COVID well. But I think Kali can handle COVID well. I think Kali <laughs> has a lot of great ideas. Look at this. This distinguished that's gentleman. That's a good job. I've been waiting for a silly Kali picture, but that's a good one. That's a that's serious. That's a really one. good one. That's a very serious Kali picture. Um, do we see the great Kali being a prominent member? Because one of their other giant wrestlers that became prominent a political party uh, wasn't Giant Baba. I believe Giant Baba was a politician. As was I know Antonio Inoki. Inoki is. Yeah, big but time. maybe Giant Baba. Baba was, was somewhat people. involved. Yeah, Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> Glenn J- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think large men, big uh, part to play in politics. Um, What's your favorite great Kali memory? What's your favorite great Kali moment? I honestly, because it's, it was so bad that I I really enjoyed this when he came out to help uh, Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton in the last Punjabi prison match. So Jinder Mahal could retain the WWE title. It was the match was so bad. Jinder Mahal, terrible title run. Kali showing up, got to pop out of me. I was into it. And I was like, oh, this is great. Jinder Mahal and Greg Kali coming together. And then Greg Kali never seen again. Completely Honestly, disappeared. <laughs> one thing I will say, I didn't mind Jinder Mahal's title. I thought it was weird when he got it. But I also thought JBL's was weird when he got it. But JBL was the greatest champion in SmackDown history. That's a fact. That's unbelievably untrue. I that's a I fact. can't. He might not even be top five. Give me your give me top. Uh, give, give me two above him. Uh, Brock Lesnar, his first and second title run combined were both fantastic. Um, Kurt Angle's title run. JBL had the longest title run in SmackDown history. So what? It was a big fart. It was a no, the it longest was great. fart in, in SmackDown it was history. Great. It was great stuff. I don't like him as a person. But as a wrestling god and a prosecutor, excellent. Prosecutor. <laughs> uh, in wrestler's court. Uh, no, honestly, that's a bad thing. He's a bad <laughs> man for it. Real bad man for it. And I got one more piece of news here for you, Roy. One more piece of news. Go for it. 
This is the biggest one. And I think from all our deathmatch talk today, I think everyone could have come on board. Uh, Roy, you were looking for a new PCO. Tam, could you hit that next slide? I think we found our next PCO, the next wrestler from the past to come back and really shake up wrestling with this new innovative gimmick. I'm talking the death daddy, Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell is coming <laughs> back and he wants a death match. The death daddy wants a death match and he's ready. He's ready to take on all comers, light tubes, uh, uh, pitchforks, uh, pizza cutter on ropes match. He wants it all. He wants it all. And a lot of people are giving him shit for it. People think that he's just kind of just trying to desperate to get matched. He's like, I'm not desperate. I just want to give back. So I'm going to be the death daddy. And he said death daddy. He's the one who said it. Not oh, me. Man. Are you into that? We're all into this, right? I mean, how can I not be into this? You know, I'm into this in like the same way I'm into like, attitude era hardcore matches where i'm like this is terrible but so fun and, and that's knows? how i feel about this who knows though like pco does it and i'm sure buff is in great shape buff's never lost the stuff buff buff is probably in great shape but buff has also like gotten into like i feel like two to four motorcycle accidents over the last 10 years he's Brazilian. he's gotten into some wrecks so who it knows doesn't kill yeah. you slowly kills you i'm um, into it yeah why I'm not really Honestly, death that I want to see him versus any deathmatch person. Yeah, him, Atticus yeah. Kogar. I want him and Matt Cardona versus the Briscoes. There. It I would said. be great if he came in as like Matt Cardona's Tully Blanchard. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like got a little bit more involved, you know? 100%. Uh, we got some comments here. Uh, John Buson says, I think it's cool how rich successful. Oh, no, we already said that. Um, uh, more comments Short about buff again. stuff. Yeah. But it's, he's doing this on the rebuilding tour, uh, the rebuilding buff, or what's it called? The rebuilding buff tour. Uh, that's, a, the, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. He's doing a tour, a one man tour. Uh, and he's I been think, through it, that guy. He's been through it. I, uh, if you, his if mom you hear him died on podcasts, yeah, like a year ago. Died. You know, he shot his father when he was in high school. Because his father was beating up his mother and he grabbed a gun and shot his father. And then his father like survived and his father, like the cops came and his father was like, get out of here, cops. I'm proud of you, son. You shot me. Good job. So like, you know, he's, he's, he comes from a bit of a rough, rough wow, edge. That's heavy. That's yeah, heavy he's, stuff. He's been an exotic dancer. He was an exotic dancer before he was a wrestler too. So, you know, he's and he was a gigolo after he was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, I've never seen he's, the Showtime show that he was on. Oh, I have. Gigolos. Was it good? Was he good on it? <laughs> um, that's hard and john Buson says cardona and buff doing american males 2.0 that's Very such good. a good call that's that's scotty awesome. riggs would be so upset there's, there's a lot of potential with death daddy and the king of the death match yeah uh, matt cardona but oh, um, so that is all the news i have for today that is all the news we made it through we made it through the news you okay you having some yeah there? there's a cord over here that i accidentally stepped on and it was fell over oh, look out <laughs> um, watch out yeah, that's great. All right. So I think in the interest of time, because I didn't really have anything like heavy planned uh, for, or we're just going to talk about like what we were watching. And yeah, let's talk about what were you watching? What are you? Uh, yeah, because I don't have a, I was saving what would you book because I feel like if we do it every week, I'm going to run out of ideas really quickly. So it's going to, it's taking a week. No, break. I think that's smart. Let's freshen up. Let's have every show have a different thing. Kind of yeah. like how they, on American Gladiators, they didn't have the same events each week. You yeah. get bored of the big cotton swabs if you had it each time. <laughs> you know, like you have to you have to taper them off. Yeah. Different events. Yeah, no, I like that. So Tam, yeah, if you want to just quickly jump to what are you watching? 
What are I also want to point out when this graphic has been pulled up, there's this uh, very specific graphic that I find very funny, and I don't know if everyone can see it, but uh, while we're waiting on that, uh, Red, what are you watching? Okay, so what I have been watching is, uh, well, wrestling-wise, anything-wise? Let's do anything-wise. Yeah, let's do anything. Because I don't have a lot of, because re- I watch a lot of wrestling with uh, AEW. AEW yeah. is a lot of wrestling. But I have watched Death on the Nile. I saw that last night and it was fine. I saw Jackass 4 ever. And Roy's going to see that tonight. So I won't Stay give any spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. Um, and I have been watching a lot of King of the Hill. Oh. Not the early King of the Hill. Okay. I've seen the early King of the Hill over and over. And then when it gets to season eight, nine, I stop because I hate the show. Uh, because they just changed the character so much and everything. But I'm just like, I have to make it through. I have to power through, so I'm going through the old, the 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 more recent episodes, which are a little rough. Um, did you go through the entire show? So that's funny that you say that because I stopped right around that time too. I think I'm on like episode four or five of season nine, and it's harder because Peggy becomes much more unlikable as the show goes on, and I don't Peg- like that. Peggy becomes more unlikable. Bobby becomes stupid, uh, stupider. Bill becomes uh, too much. Bill and Dale become too much. Well, that's the other that I noticed like right around that time too. I feel like Bill just keeps like, there was like a a stretch of four or five episodes where he just kept getting very, very hurt. Like birds were attacking him. He was being launched like from house to house. It's just like, where did, where did this all come from? Yeah. One character that uh, starts to get better as the show progresses is lucky. I actually do like lucky, you know, lucky. I don't think I has Luann's Luann's hillbilly. Bo, like this guy that she likes that yeah like, i haven't he's got he one snaggle tooth uh and like uh, at first i hated him but then i was just like well he's like kind of like the high it's probably that season that he comes in yeah um uh joe says king of the hill is coming back same with futurama yeah did you hear about the futurama thing so i didn't totally i know that it exists but only because i actually saw on twitter um some sort of wrestling pundit say that if the original person who voices bender doesn't come back then it should be eddie kingston which i think is really funny (laughs) (laughs) and i agree with and he responded and he was like yeah i'm down sure that's very funny i just uh i don't i just they brought back futurama already they did the reboot and it wasn't good was it just a movie or was it like a no they brought the show back really the dead yeah just like a few family guy they did it with futurama and it was bad it was honestly bad uh, I thought it was bad. And so like, I'm just like, why bring it back again? Oh, yeah. If you're going to bring back Futurama, why not just bring back that world and give us new characters? Yeah. It's the year 3000. Show us another part of the world yeah. in that time yeah. or no, another group of people in Los Angeles, Montreal, you know, like yeah. you could be anywhere. You're just going back to the New York city, new, new York city with the same group of people. I don't really care. Yeah, I also think uh, King of the Hill, from what I've read, it's going to be like a modern day take on it, like adult Bobby, potentially. Oh, interesting. Which is which is pretty interesting. Yeah, That is interesting. Oh, yeah, I think there's going to do... I'm fine with the King of the Hill reboot if they do something like that. Yeah. Uh, John Buseman writes, God bless Lucky. Uh, Tom Petty voiced Lucky, which I didn't realize till rewatching last year. That's really That is news. Yeah. That is That's a hot. scoop. That's an exclusive scoop. That's an exclusive scoop. And there's another exclusive scoop you could find on the hotline, free hotline, 201-574-7222. What are you watching, Roy? What are you watching? What am I watching? That's a good question. There's a YouTube channel that I really like and I recommend. It's wrestling related. We're jumping back to wrestling. Um, There's a guy named Joseph Monticello. That is his name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I wrote it down. M-O-N-T. 
E C I L L O. Joseph Monticello, 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 Monticello. He does these incredibly well put together wrestling essays. And they're they're really, really good. And the thing is, he does a lot of his all-time favorite wrestler is Brian Danielson. So he does a lot of good ones on Brian Danielson and like the history of Brian Danielson. He does a really good one on the history of John Moxley on the Indies and the evolution of his character. And he uses a lot of footage. So you see a lot of his promos and stuff. And like he's really excellent. He just put out another one a few days ago. He does a lot of stuff about all Japan pro wrestling from the 90s. And if you like talk to any wrestling purist, they'll say that that's the greatest wrestling ever. Like physical in-ring wrestling with Misawa and Kobashi and Kawada, all those guys mixed in with like Stan Hansen and Dr. Death and like Vader, all of these guys. But all of those matches are like 50 minutes at least. Some go over an hour, like they're really long matches. So it's hard for someone who's always on the go to sit down and really kind of take it in. So he breaks these matches down and will like go over why the match is so good and really kind of paint this beautiful picture using footage from the matches. I highly recommend it. Uh, King of the, I was going to say King of the Hill. That's not right. Um, Let me find out. Let me just, uh, I got a computer in front of me. That sounds great because that's actually the biggest issue for me with those, because I want to get into that time frame. I want to get into Japan in that time frame, but I feel like I need a lot more context. And if someone was to give me context with like some, I, I could easily more easily get into these matches. So he does, he does a bunch of different things. I'm going to actually first time ever. I'm going to, as myself, I'm going to put the link in the YouTube chat. So if y'all want to check it out, definitely check it out. He's really fantastic. I believe he's in Thailand. He might be located in Thailand. And he does a bunch of different stuff, but he has a specific series called Walking the King's Road, which are all like 15 to at the most 30 minute episodes that he does himself. He edits, he does the voiceovers, he does everything. And it's, it tells the story of everything. And it's like starts with like the old guard. And then it starts with like young boys, Masawa and Kobashi, and then slowly like changing the guard. It's really, really Very interesting. King's Road. King walking the King's Road. Interesting. Very yeah, interesting. He, he just released episode 15. He also Every- does these. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, he does these like year in review, like the year's best wrestling. And it's he's done 90 and 91. And then he also has done 20 and 21 as well. 19, you know, 2020 and 2021. But he's done vintage ones as well that are really, really good. So he's definitely Everyone check that out. Everyone check that out. And also when you go there and you leave comments, uh, talk about Loser Lee's wrestling. Let him know we're here. Yeah. Promoting him. yeah. This is a, Loser Lee's wrestling sent. Yeah. Tell him LLW sent you. This is it's another. This is another Eddie Kingston recommend. I found this because Eddie Kingston found this guy and this is his, a big inspiration for him is the King's road and Kobashi and Masao, all those guys. So yeah, as far as non-wrestling goes, uh, you know, there's a new season of RuPaul's drag race. I'm into it. I'm into I have to it. get back and I fell off in season uh, all-star season three. Or I two. think you'll really like this newest season. There is one specific drag queen I that I think you'll really love Willow pill. I'm all about her. Oh, I already love the name. She's such a cool. Uh, it's no, I'm, uh, yeah. Everyone watch that because one, what drag is wrestling. Wrestling yeah, is really drag is. and drag is wrestling. Get over yeah, it. 100%. Get over it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, awesome. Wow. What a fun. What would you want? Also, Any- real quick. Can you just take a look at the, there's this image in the bottom right corner of this graphic with the rock staring at Kurt Angle on a television screen that I just, I can't, I've been waiting for you to, to see that <laughs> and you've never seen it. I just had to point it out because oh, I think funny. it's so funny. What is the, who's, who's watching SpongeBob? Uh, that's, uh, that's Moxley as Dean oh, Ambrose. Funny. Yeah. And then funny. Bret Hart just watching the British Bulldog and Owen Hart. 
That's very funny. That's very funny. Very good. Very good. Very yeah. good uh, illustrative work. Very good illustrative work. The you. Rock with uh, with the SmackDown. Oh, it's like The Rock, like David Letterman, a late show with David Letterman. Oh, the Rock yeah. played the SmackDown. Played the very Smackdown. good. Very good That's shirt, good. Rock. Very good shirt. Yeah. Um. Excellent. Any other segments that we got planned? Today? So we were originally going to do receipts, but I don't think I don't think we have any receipts this week. So I we'll, do think we'll... we have to, to do the championship though. Yeah, the championships is the last one. So. Uh, Tam, if you want to skip over to the first championship, the, first we're going to talk about the world champion, the LLW world champion. Now it's LLW important world that we define this for the audience, right? The LLW world champion is just the performance that we liked the most for the week of wrestling. Yeah, overall, like best overall. performer. Overall. Best performer. And it's a controversial pick because there's a lot of people to choose from this week. But Tam, if you want to jump to that first championship slide. Here he has it up. A- after a lot of debate, we've selected... Santana of Santana. Santana wins. Red, do you want to get into why we chose Santana? Um, Santana was the most captivating character on TV this week. Uh, like the thing is, like he he did great against Jericho. He grabbed Jericho by the neck, which yeah. you don't see that you type of interaction it. a lot. And then when Jericho was spouting off some bullshit about like I don't know January sixth, uh, uh, Santana <laughs> just looks at the camera and just starts smiling and winking, laughing. And laughing at everything Jericho was saying, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Definitely the most interesting person to watch this week. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Lee was neck and neck. It was neck and neck, but ultimately. And then you may say to yourself, well, hold on a second. Somebody on that show gave buckets of blood to satisfy the audience. Don't they get recognition? You're right. They do. They do. They get they're They're going to be the LLW North Jersey champion of the week. So, Tam, if you want to go to the next slide, we can talk about the workhorse of the week, the workhorse champion. The secondary title is the workhorse title. And we both know who that's going to be. It's Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page. And he deserves it. Boy, did he do a good job this week. Uh, oh, that, that match with Lance Archer made me feel better about him as a champion. Uh, yeah. It was a very hard hit match. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for him. Uh, to continue. I love that. That's just the Intercontinental title. Yeah, uh, it's the I classic. Do, I see. And Strat. I do like his cowboy uh, cow pants, his cow print pants. <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I tried to find the image of him bleeding to illustrate how hard he worked. Um, I'm still working on these graphics. It's a work in progress. He's doing great. Everyone give him a hand. Everyone give Roy uh, 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 so, a clap, 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 a squirt, squirt, squirt. Squirt, squirt, um, squirt. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Uh, but wow, what fun we had what today. Fun. And now he's our new champion. Oh, my yeah. God. He he dethroned CM Punk. <laughs> Bless you. He dethroned CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk was our first uh, heavyweight champion. Uh, and now it is Santana. And we didn't crown a North Jersey champ last week. So this is he's the first ever we the inaugural North Jersey. Now, I think we maybe made a deal. I'm going to start going back into these things. And look, yeah, I think we have them. But now uh, it's officially Hangman. But thank you all so much for watching. This has been the Weekly Wrestle, Volume Wrestle. 12. Um, this is Loser Lee's Wrestling. Call the hotline, 201-574-7222. Uh, follow us on all the things. Loser Lee's Wrestling on everything now. I'm working on that Twitter. It's yeah, we're working on Twitter, but follow it now. Follow it now. Yeah. There's no graphic. There's no way for you to know it's us, except that says <laughs> Loser Lee's Wrestling. It's at Loser Lee's Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. You should go find us. And listen to the podcast. Let us know how the podcast is doing. Give us yeah. your thoughts. 
uh, and listen to us on the go um, because I know some of you are, and I'm so sorry to those who are listening on podcasts and not seeing all the fun. But also, yeah. I feel bad for all the people on YouTube that don't get that get all distracted by our flailing arms and then just don't get our docile tones, um, which is part of the fun of the podcast. You get a little bit of the best of both worlds. Um, but thank you all so much. Um, uh, anything else to the, uh, we got? We got a show we'll this back. Wednesday. You got a show. Come Wednesday. check us out on Dynamite. Uh, right after Dynamite, we're going to be uh, talking about it. But thank you all so much. Red Gear Tooth Jefferson. And I'm here with Roy Toy Boy Hammer. Thank you all so much. Have a great one. Uh, bye. 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 Ole. 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 Oh,